Alexa, play Jason Derulo's hit song, Talk Dirty to Me. This is Refresh, a show about things we plug in, program, and play with. I'm Alex Cox, the senior producer of Cards Against Humanity. And I'm not Savannah Million, but I'm in fact James T. Green, an independent designer and developer. And this is a special little crossover episode between Refresh and Roboism, because what are we talking about today? Siri, artificial (laughs) intelligence, machine learning, all of these great things. (laughs) If you don't know what Roboism is, uh, it is a show that I co-host with Savannah Million, and it is a show all about robots, feminism, and technology, but mostly robots. So this brings up a little bit of follow-up from last week. (laughs) I, I said that we were, I thought I said that I was the epitome of privileged, but I I pronounced it epitome, (laughs) and I don't know (laughs) why I did that, and... And people, listeners were very nice and they, they weren't, they didn't like mansplain it, but they were like, are you okay? <laughs> Did you see any of that? No. Yeah. I didn't get any of, you got that directly yeah. to Yeah. And I was like, what? And I went back to listen to it and I'm like, I, what the fuck happened? Um, I must have missed that in the edit. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, well, it was, I, I don't know what happened. Um, and this, this reminds me actually uh, so, so this this speaks to the kind of sex education I got as a high schooler. Um, I did not know how to pronounce clitoris for many years. Oh, um, how you pronounce or, it? Uh, clitoris. So I like to make <laughs> an O sounds. Epitome. Clitoris. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, and it's when I think in eighth grade I saw... <laughs> <laughs> like, well, people just say clit in, like, you know, the classroom <laughs> setting. Yeah. The the phrase clitoris was never uttered in my uh, grade school slash middle school sex ed classes. What which, did they call it? Uh, no, nothing. <laughs> they did not address it at all. That is how, uh, yeah, Fuck Family Life, the program that I went through in Catholic school, um, yeah, they just didn't talk about, forget about orgasms. Uh, yeah, no mention of the clitoris. <laughs> and, but I knew like what a clit was. Uh, but it wasn't until I watched South Park, the movie, where there is a, spoiler alert, there's a giant clitoris that speaks to one of the children <laughs> that I learned how to pronounce it. Wow. Anyway, the so end. you got your sex ed from South Park. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> better than mainstream uh, straight porn, I guess. Yeah. So, all right. Anyway. Any other pieces of follow-up? <laughs> Did we get any um, uh, mentions about what, in fact, um, sex feels like from straight people? Uh, we we did. If you would like to check out... <laughs> check out some of the awesome answers first um first of all i didn't know um molly listened but i'm so happy she does so at prop at molly bramlett on twitter said i've been thinking about your question for a while now (laughs) (laughs) and it wasn't necessarily an answer but (laughs) i just hope one you know soon molly you'll let us know because you told her that i was only 75 percent joking (laughs) Uh, we had a conversation 
later about this, and and just the fact that a woman responded. Um, yes, yes. Wh- whereas the first time I asked the question, it was only dudes who responded, uh, male dudes, because I often use dudes for all genders. Um, yeah, it was it was refreshing. Thank you, Molly, uh, my now coworker who who uh, is not quite freelancing, but like is contracted with Cards Against Humanity to do some awesome front end design stuff, and is very talented and delightful. So please follow her at at Molly Bramlett. Yes. Um, All right. Next, um, <laughs> follow Post Loudnesser Share, uh, and she's at Share Musings. <laughs> this <laughs> this is probably my favorite piece of follow up. She said the saddest thing about the latest refresh is hearing that Kara chose to go to Panera. <laughs> 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 Another very sad thing is that I have uh, been try- I've been trying to get Kara to listen to Roboism since the beginning, and this this is the only podcast she's ever heard, and it's because we got her on it that she listened. She was also very <laughs> upset and worried about how I pronounced epitome, epitome. <laughs> ha- 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 I wonder if listeners know that I took a five hour energy this morning. Refresh. <laughs> All right. So I've got um, a couple more. Um, so, you know, very, very active uh, follow upper at David Joel at David Joel Hall said, <laughs> I didn't realize I was rocking dad jeans at a fresh 29 years old. It did set <laughs> a photo <laughs> of his Levi's patch. <laughs> That is and, the correct color, though. Good, <laughs> good job, David. <laughs> and uh, just um, this is his 501s. Um, so, you know, we have a strong <laughs> Levi 501 listenership <laughs> out here. <laughs> I love how James is so tickled by this as the uh, fashion expert. <laughs> Like I <laughs> and at last piece of follow up. God, I love our listeners so much. Um, so there's a little battle here between at Joe Steele, which I love Joe Steele. Thank you so much for listening, and at Dan Sturm, um, S T U R M, about the correct pronunciation. Wow, P- pronunciation of meme. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this so, before. So, <laughs> and it's because it's in my mentions. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my gosh, I'm so tickled this morning. So, at Dan Strum, I, I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name. He says, oh, come on, meme, meme even rhymes with team. Team, hashtag team <laughs> meme, not hashtag tem mem. <laughs> and Joe Steele responded with hashtag team James because I take it that Joe correctly feels that it is pronounced mem. So Joe has apparently <laughs> the correct pronunciation of mem, where uh, David has the correct color of 501 jeans, and at Kara Fagan knows how to pronounce epitome. So <laughs> 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 thank you, everyone, for um, the feedback. Yeah. This, this, man, this has been the best follow-up. I want to see how long like this jeans thing can roll. I, so, I, I'm going to purchase some new jeans today because yeah. uh, rather than wash my jeans between my two trips, I mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to get 
some more. Okay, so real quick before we like actually start about the meat of this conversation, <laughs> do you dry your jeans? Yes or no? Yes, I do. Well, um, okay. In the dryer. I dry the girly stretchy ones because otherwise they become they like parachute out to be like MC Hammer pants, like b- especially because the stretchy part is in yeah. the thighs. Um, but not my uh, Levi's ones that are like have they have slightly stretchy material, but not like the crazy cheap Old Navy. Uh, oh, okay. But like shout out to Old Navy, amazing affordable jeans. You just need to dry them on hot to 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 return them to their original shape. So was that, was that the correct answer? Uh, y- yeah, yeah. Because um, all, all my all my jeans are um, have the stretch material because I feel like they make my ass look nice. So. <laughs> And I don't dry them at all. I just like take them upstairs because um, we have a shared uh, dryer mm-hmm. with everyone in our building, which is about 16, uh, 16 units. So oh I just God. bring them up and just like hang them over a door um, because when you dry your jeans, they tend to wear out, uh, like wear out much quicker, at least to me. So, you know, email Alex. Um, okay. <laughs> quick, quick, immediate follow up. <laughs> Um, how do you, so, so are these Levi's that you are not drying at all? Oh yeah. All my jeans are Levi's. Uh, I don't dry them at all in the dryer. I just hang them over a door and let them air dry. I should try that because maybe those will return to uh, yeah. their their proper uh, shape. They do. They do. Uh, and let, let me let me be real. I replace my very cheap jeans probably like every six months. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's they're very very cheap. I enjoy them. That's the same for me because I bike in my jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't believe in like changing from bicycling i just find it just to be a waste of time all right (laughs) (laughs) i think that is enough related follow-up um if please 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 send photos of your um levi styles to at underscore refresh fm because we just are tickled by it Actually, send us all your gene <laughs> opinions and pictures because I I've been trying like I have very large thighs, which the internet I do doesn't too. the internet doesn't really know that they just they know I have large boobs because uh, selfies. <laughs> and okay. No, no, no. The only reason I'm sharing this is because people I get a lot of uh, advice from the from from women like we uh, look at if you follow me on twitter you'll see discussions about bra size and like sh- shit like that because it is an important thing for your health uh like working out and stuff mm-hmm. anyway people yeah, know that we, yeah. they don't know about my very large size and i would love for opinions about jeans and uh, you know whatever yeah I, we I sh- actually have like the same body type i actually yeah. just realized this like yeah, we have we we both have very large thighs, so that's why I really enjoy like my stretchy jeans. We also wear the same size uh, and and tie. We we basically have all the same podcast T-shirts. Which you're not a bit. You seem like to be not a big T-shirt guy, except for where am I going? I'm never having a five-hour energy drink again. There was this amazing article published by Stephen Levy called "An Exclusive Look at How AI and Machine Learning Work at Apple." back channel <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah work at the work at apple back channel <laughs> real quick I, I i thought the title was cute i thought the title mm. was cheeky i i have no problems with it well stephen levy has a history of both terrible titles and great titles like mm-hmm. he, he uh his book the plex 
about Google is based on like the term Googleplex, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also has something called a, a book called The Perfect Product, based on uh, and it's about the I- I- iPod, which is just such a good name. And mm-hmm. again, maybe this is me, Apple uh, fan ladying. But yep. Yeah. It is. Anyway. Okay. Can we can we talk about <laughs> this? Is gonna be a longer episode. Let's talk about Siri. Okay. Artificial intelligence. Yay. Okay. All right. All right. So. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Everybody. So um so I'm gonna give like a little bit of a um yeah so you gave like a great intro so the title of the piece was the eye brain is here with the subtitle and it's already inside your phone um I thought it this was like a really insightful look into like artificial intelligence, particularly inside Apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am completely on board with robots taking over everything and externalizing my brain in any which way possible. So what was like your initial reaction to reading this? Uh, at first it was like, fuck yes, I was right. Because <laughs> if you go back and listen to, I'm not sure what episode it is, but I'm going to find it now. Uh, I said, okay, I have a conspiracy theory. What if Apple is ahead of everybody in the AI game, but they're just going to drop it on us? Mm. Um, and, and this sort of speaks to the, the new sort of openness of Tim Cook's Apple, where it's not like they're giving anything away, but they're explaining their process. Mm. Um, and it's basically like, don't you fucking worry. We are on top of our shit. Um, and I was delighted because I was right. And <laughs> <laughs> I was excited, one, because AI is definitely a priority for Apple. And two, I was right. <laughs> um, How does it feel to be right? Uh, I know you're delighted. It doesn't happen very often. not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'm personally really enjoying like all these like exclusive pieces that are coming out lately that are kind of giving a little bit more humanity inside the company mm-hmm. and they're well-written. And I'm glad like Stephen Levy, cause like that last piece um, that he did with the uh, design. And I think we've referred to it a lot of the, uh, like the continuum of uh, Apple products theory yeah, of yeah. utilizing the smallest one. Yeah. This is like a really well done piece. So before we actually get into it, can we talk about fashion? Um, <laughs> Are you kidding? I no. don't know. Um, okay. Eddie Q? Uh, Looking pretty good. That's basically, if he just threw on a collared shirt, that is exactly <laughs> what I wear pretty much every day. Some dark jeans and sneakers. Like, um, I was legit looking at, like, I'm, I'm zooming in right now, like, at his sneakers, and he's rocking, like, a nice pair of, I believe they're the New Balance 50-somethings. They're, they're like, the cooler, not dad Steve Jobs shoes. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that blue actually looks really good with his, um, his silver, silver hair. I think it's a good look. I think he's the best dressed one out of them because I don't know. Um, I forgot the guy's name. He's wearing like a really ugly like striped shirt next to him. Actually, I think that is Gruber, uh, which yeah. was very confusing because it is not John Gruber. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just real quick, like good, good fashion choices um, by Eddie Q. Um, good shirt. Great sleeve length. And, you know, the jeans are a nice fit. I wonder if he wears 514s because they look like a, <laughs> a little bit of a stretch. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I will also say, uh, the only visible Apple watch is Eddie Q's and it's a adorable, oh. like the, uh, I enjoy it when men are confident, confident enough to wear pink, although it's 2016 and how like, hashtag masculinity so fragile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would 
be lying if I didn't say this is a very handsome picture. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Check him out. Check him out. Maybe he felt like a little jealous of uh, of Federici from the last piece. So I, he's like, you know what? Let me get some of this. I just imagine him talking to the photographer. Mm-hmm. I will say that uh, no one on the Apple team seems to enjoy an Oxford collar, which I... I, I <laughs> <laughs> See? And you talk about you're not into fashion. I like Look at my you. buttons. Both. Look at you. Uh, I know. I am a fan of the button collar, too. Yeah. I, I like my buttons both physical and digital and everywhere <laughs> in between. I was going to make another clitoris joke, but Ooh. I'm not. Uh, all right. Anyway. All right. Yeah, yeah. Let's go back to the piece. Oh man, we are in rare form today. Oh boy. Um, so I really like how they went into machine learning a little bit, and you seem to be the master of machine learning. So, can you explain to me a little bit more about machine learning, particularly in this piece, from the roboism sense? Uh, all right. So, machine learning is sort of different than AI. Because it's not like truly artificial, it's learning from the data you give it. Um, like, and and I like how they Stephen Levy as well as the Apple team makes it very clear to be like this is machine learning. Not they, they distinguish between what's artificial intelligence and what's machine learning, mm-hmm. which is something on Robuism that people get very mad about when we don't distinguish the difference. But artificial intelligence intelligence sounds cooler. Um, anyway, the the. The thing that like really stood out is, uh, again, I was right, and the <laughs> message that Apple is sending is we're already here, a player, second to none, but we do it our way, which is, I, I think, part of why they put an emphasis, emphasis on uh, machine learning. I really feel like the way that it was explained was like really great for somebody like me who does not have a computer science degree. And it... I, I think it may be like credit to Stephen Levy's writing and wh- whoever was the editor on this piece. I'm going to read another bit Please. that like they, uh, this article also touches on the fact that Apple is trying to acquire as much AI talent as possible, but it's kind of hard because people, uh, well, in the words of a very neckbeardy, pretentious guy, and hmm. I'm going to read this quote in what I imagine he sounds like. Oh, God. Machine learning experts, all they want is data, says a former, former Apple employee now working for an AI-centric company. <laughs> but it's a privacy stance. Apple basically puts one hand behind your back. You can't argue whether it's the right thing to do or not, but it's given Apple a reputation for not being a real hardcore... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm Lumpy Space Princess right now, but it's given Apple a reputation for not being real hardcore AI folks. Fuck you, dude. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I realize this is totally subjective and me being like an Apple fan lady. Uh, Well, you know. And and so this, and I also, I realize that I am assuming this person is is a man, which, you know, who knows? Um, But fuck him. And, and but like they have a point, but it, it, again, like the point of this article is Apple is embracing AI, but doing it in a different way. And I think in the long run, they're going to come out on top for it. Mm-hmm. I am not an expert on this. I do not get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to, um, you know, program things. So it's this is kind of like a dark art. In or people think it's like a dark art, uh, which it sort of is because 
as Apple points out, like, y- yes, we are, uh, we're a player, but we are doing it very differently. We are not mining your data. We don't need to, we don't need to do what Amazon and Google are doing. Mm-hmm. This is probably my fair- favorite paragraph from the piece. It says, how big is this brain? The dynamic cache that enables machine learning on the iPhone. Somewhat to my surprise when I asked Apple, it provided the information. Uh, <laughs> like how they, <laughs> the surprise isn't what comes next, but the fact that Apple shared this information. Uh, 200 megabytes, depending on how much personal information is stored, it's always deleting older data. This includes information about app usage, interactions with other people, neural net processing, a speech modeler, and natural language event modeling. It also is data used for natural, ne- I'm sorry, neural nets that power object recognition, face recognition, and scene classification. I actually don't know what scene classification means, but <laughs> all right. Um, the neural net is is also uh, uh, I don't fully understand it, but it's exciting. Uh, it, it's like the internal brain bits hmm. of Siri, basically. There there is a bit though about how the design is like Siri and the the um, not even the software, but just the. I mean, I guess the software, uh, mm-hmm. but Siri itself, it like influences the design of the iPhone. Um, and, okay. Yep. And uh, Federi says it's not just the silicon; it's how many microphones we put in the device, where we place the microphones, how we tune the hardware, and those mics, and the software stack that does the audio processing. <laughs> which goes into my other crackpot theory of if indeed the iPhone, um, the iPhone Seven rumors are true, in that the uh, while there's no, as we know, there's going to be no headphone jack, but there's two grills on each side to make it symmetrical, and supposedly there's no speaker on the other side but what if it is a better microphone that so, would be awesome yes i would ha, ha, yay <laughs> um because i don't think hey siri works that great um oh well <laughs> it just it, it, uh, tipped it off didn't it hey dingus hello telephone <laughs> sorry everybody um but also what if that that that's the reason for the shitty iphone design that we have now what if what if siri is responsible for soap phone I would be so very excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I want to take like a brief aside because I think this, <laughs> speaking of, um, because I think like that's really in relation to what I've been noticing a lot with uh, iOS 10. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think you mm-hmm. recently just upgraded to iOS 10. Oh, it's right? so great. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been using it since um, the public beta. And I've noticed that my... Uh, app suggestions have been getting so good and i'm curious to like if it's the same thing kind of like with the apple watch where they where i think frederiki said on an episode of the talk show that they had like extra ram to to spare for it for the apple watch and oh interesting and that's the reason why on watch os3 it's so much faster so i'm curious if like they have just been ramping up their machine learning efforts in the phone because now my app suggestions are getting so good. Like everything down from the little app icon in the corner on the left-hand side mm-hmm. um, for various things. Like every morning it knows that I am listening to Overcast and, it, on, and this is on my phone. And every morning when I pick up my iPad, it now shows up Instapaper in the left-hand side. And it never did that at all prior to iOS 10. And now when I'm out and about, if I'm 
actively on a bus line or a train line, the Venture app, which for folks in, uh, who don't live in Chicago, that's our transit system, automatically appears on the left-hand side because it knows I'm on a train line right now. You might want to access the app uh, to load up your card. And then it just be some other various things. Like it's been getting really good with the time of day things. Like I've been noticing that that and then the app suggestions in Spotlight have been really spot on. So I wonder if they've like kind of flipped a switch that's like, all right, we're going to start taking in a little bit more data. The, the other really cool thing is it's learning these things about you and it is staying in uh, in your phone and it's not going anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing that was noted is that like with the natural language parsing, it stays in your phone, and it it, it like learns how how you talk. The, there's an amazing like natural language parser where you can say different things, and Siri will understand you. Whereas Alexa, it's almost like it's you need to like learn a syntax. Um, so we can do all of these amazing, amazing things. I love my Alexa, but I, I am kind of confused as to why it's so popular with, uh, a, a lot of, I don't want to say, um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say normal people. Oh, uh, Alex. I know. We just had an entire episode about this. Uh, people who are not enthusiastic about AI and personal assistance because Siri mm-hmm. is way more like Siri is something that my I, I reference my grandma a lot on this show, but she is somebody who is she doesn't have like a huge breadth of knowledge, um, but about technology. But she gets like okay, Siri can help me with the weather, with my calendar, and all that good stuff. Whereas Alexa, there are only a couple things that if you're like Alexa. Uh, I'm sorry again. Uh, let's just say Alex, even though Alex will probably trigger it. Alex, set a timer for 10 minutes. Alex, what's the weather going to be like today? Alex, show me my calendar. Alex, play something on Spotify. Like those are very simple commands where you can say, hey, dingus, call. There is an example where it's like shoot cash to a uh, square or s- s- like yeah, shoot yeah, yeah. 20 bucks t- to somebody yeah. or where Alexa would be Alexa pay blah 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 man we're triggering so many people's devices that's fine I'm that's sorry. fine Alexa play Jason Derulo's hit song talk dirty to me no Alexa <laughs> play, <laughs> Alexa play hold up by Beyonce <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, play Hamilton. (laughs) (laughs) So you feel like them playing the long game is going to be the better option versus we're just going to suck up all this data. Yeah. I mean, think about the freaking iPhone. Like, come on. Like, of course they're going to play the long game. Of course it's going to. And obviously they did not comment on the car, but it's uh, the car. The Apple car isn't going to happen for like. Mm, oh, do you have an, do you have a uh, let's put on our pundit hats? Ooh, yay, <laughs> yay! <laughs> I love Panama pundit. Uh, it's a great hat. Uh, it's do great you hat. Have, <laughs> fits nice. Do you have a prediction as to when an Apple car will exist? <laughs> oh God! All right, all right. You gonna make me be a Gene Munster right now? Let's see. I don't even know what Gene Munster, the Apple TV guy, is oh. like. Apple's gonna make a television. Uh, <laughs> Oh no, that's that's how I imagine it sounds. Um, whatever. It's like twenty. What is it? Twenty sixteen. Twenty twenty six. 
Apple yeah, have a car. I, I was ten years. Say, I was also going to say ten years. Um, yeah. And the thing is, just like when they started developing a phone, um, they could completely change direction because who knows how the fuck we're going to use cars and transportation. I want a bike. I want an <laughs> Apple bike, like a bicycle. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, because I feel like that because that's what the uh, that's what happened with the phone and the iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they went smaller. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna do an Apple Vespa. <laughs> I would be totally into that, like a bicycle. Like, okay, mm-hmm. like man, off the rails. I would love like some sort of like accessory or even a bicycle because like i am a bicycling nut i love bicycling and if i had like this super smart bike that could fold and like do you know like have all these integrated things and like have bluetooth and all this shit i saw this bike lock the other day on (laughs) everything but like the last thing facebook in a facebook ad i alex i engaged with some content oh did you now i engaged with advertising advertorial content on facebook the other day and it was a video for this bike lock that was uh that was bluetooth enabled and it used like bluetooth lte on this bike lock you could walk up to it and unlocks and like locks by proximity and it just made me think like uh fuck a car like i want apple to work on a bike (laughs) like i don't know so this is me (laughs) you heard it here first apple is actually working on a bicycle because environment all right, let's let's. I'm gonna slowly take away your pundit hat. Oh uh, no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I like it. It was so warm. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actively trying to lean away from the mic when I have my squeaky laugh. So yeah. you're welcome, one star reviewer. Oh god! <laughs> for dissing my laugh. Um, there was something I also engaged in some content. Yeah. This week in tech brand Twitter. It was on Twitter, and I didn't understand an ad. Uh, I'm, I'm an ad? To, an ad. And I retweeted an ad, and I was like, I'm engaging with content. What's happening? And, but it was like, I did not understand what what they were trying to sell me or what was okay, happening. Okay, I'm, I'm going to your Twitter page right now. And, oh, okay. okay. So this is a tweet by uh, Logic Tech, and it's hashtag, oh, oh, yeah, uh, hashtag first day of school versus hashtag second day of school. And I get that. <laughs> And, and there's a picture of yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so, God, <laughs> this is like this is like a segment of uh, you know reply alls like uh, yes, yes, no. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty much it. Um, <laughs> okay. So yes, I understand the hashtag first day of school, uh, hashtag second day of school, and yes, I understand that the uh, very pretty mouse to the left is uh, fantastic and the other mouse to the right is like meh and very old but they're both mm-hmm. logic tech mice mouses yeah. pieces whatever and, and, and like okay. and my tweet was are they making fun of themselves why am i retweeting this yeah. have i accidentally engaged with some content yes you did okay. um so okay so i'll explain <laughs> this to you so it's something that's very prevalent in like teen twitter um and it's really weird to like see them explain well not them explain but just kind of like see things about school and you're not in school anymore Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like on this play that like oh yeah you're ready for like the first day school you're like got your fresh outfit on you're like 
oh yeah i'm ready to take on this day and then it's just like first day of school is always trash it always is and by the second day of school you just look like trash you feel like trash you're like uh i thought like i was gonna be like my hashtag best life on the first day of school and then you come back looking like a trash logitech mouse so it's like kind of like yes they are playing with them like not not playing with themselves Ooh, um <laughs> <laughs> like making fun of themselves but and they're doing it in like a way that's like kind of referring to like a running meme you know what i mean so yes they are making fun of themselves but why would you make fun of a shitty product that's your own that you made I yeah don't they're, they're pretty much that. saying like oh yeah like we made this shitty thing and it falls into this meme we're gonna do this All like right. it's yeah so i thought it was like good tweet good tweet i i uh saw damn daniel for the first time oh yesterday. god uh, alex <laughs> uh, oh no uh, oh no that's like so old and, and then based on the I, I was investigating damn daniel and then i discovered alex from target uh wow are you <laughs> legit operating on like I think I'm a 45 year old uh, man on Twitter. You are. Yeah. Yeah. You are. <laughs> There's so much sympathy and pity in James' like, demeanor right now. I love it. It's okay. It's okay. Like, we'll, we'll help you be better at the internet. James, I want to thank you so much for uh, doing this crossover episode yes. of Roboism with me. Um, because I know you care very much about, uh, you know, women in tech and getting more women into STEM. And I am not a woman in STEM. I just like robots. You just play one on TV. (laughs) I I just play one on this podcast. Uh, but no, no, seriously, um, please check out, uh, Roboism because it, it, if you like this show, it's, it's sort of the same silly type of show, but we, we get to talk to very interesting and smart people. We have an episode coming up where we talk to, um, the head of uh, the exhibit Robot Revolution, which was at the Chicago Museum of Science and Industry oh, earlier so this year. Oh, so cool. Yes. Um, and just hearing his insight into robots and artificial intelligence was amazing, as well as an inter- interview coming up with uh, Veronica Burns, who is a yes. chemist and a good friend of ours. Uh, who? Uh, oh, uh, Samantha Kalman, who um, is getting into VR technology and also made the music game Centris, which has some mach- machine lear- learning to it. And uh, like it's this procedural music game. Anyway, I'll put, put links to all of these people and uh, expect those shows soon. Uh, what else? Oh, all of almost all of Post Loudness is going to be at XOXO yes. in a couple weeks. And if you are coming, please, we're, we're going to organize some sort of meetup. Yes, we are. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. And thank you for allowing me to just embrace the Roboism feed and our brand and our brand. I'm Alex Cox. You can find me on Twitter at at Alex Cox, spelled C-O-X, not the other way. <laughs> I always laugh. And I'm at underscore James C. Green on Twitter. This has been another episode of Refresh, where the F and F5 stands for... Fuck yeah, Siri. And hey, thank, thank you, you for, for listening. listening.
post loudness. Audio.